0: More and more testimonies are surfacing from both teenagers and from parents affected by gender ideology and today we hear from a mother and from a teenage detransitioner let's check it out so the video on youtube is entitled jamie the truth about being transgender my detransition story It uh, was posted on in January, beginning of this year. It's had 125,000 views already. And she says in the commentary, this was a difficult video to post knowing the inevitable backlash that people who criticize the LGBT community receive. I've always been someone who strives for truth and fairness. So I think it's important to share my story so that we can understand the effects that exposure to certain ideas can have on young children. It's a conversation that's only just starting to be had But i hope it ends with less children going through what i did so this is jamie she's a uk um woman and uh these are her opening comments i want to play a couple of clips from the full youtube presentation i
1: used to believe or i used to be trans and since then i have de-transitioned this video is not intended to be transphobic i'm just talking about my own experience and issues with the LGBT community. I was very young when I started feeling issues with my body and my self-esteem. I was maybe eight or nine when I hit puberty and it was around this time that sort of my anxiety started that I started feeling discomfort within myself. And when I got into high school, I fell in with sort of an LGBT friend group. In this friend group, everyone sort of aligned their identities so fully with their sexuality or their gender that i began to believe that this was like normal that it was normal to have your sort of only personality trait being your gender or your sexuality and this was how a lot of them like self-identified they would be they i i fully remember many of my friends saying oh my only personality trait is that i'm gay or whatever and that was the way that I thought friendships and that I thought people were supposed to be, that um, we were in this sort of righteous bubble uh, that sort of defied societal conventions. And when I sort of saw the idols that my friends looked up to, um, people like Elliot Page or Hunter Schafer, Um, I would see posts from trans people that say essentially you know I struggled with my body a lot when I was younger and then I finally realized that I was trans and I decided to fully transition i.e like double mastectomy or um, bottom surgery and then I finally felt happy. And when you're young you don't really tend to sort of assess the information that you take in. You sort of see, well at least for me, when I saw that information, I thought to myself, okay, well, not instantly, but over time you come to think, okay, well, that is the solution to issues with your body and issues with your femininity. So I decided very, very early in my life, I think as soon as I was 12 or 13, that the second I turned 16 or 18 or I would raised enough money, I would essentially run away from home and get a double mastectomy and go on testosterone because I was non-binary and I did not feel, or I believed I was non-binary and I did not feel comfortable in sort of being feminine.
0: Yeah, and then she talks about her parents and how the LGBT agenda separates children from parents. Now, my
1: parents weren't even necessarily against trans people, but the whole sort of culture of lgbt um culture of lgbt teens is that you are in some ways misunderstood by your parents that's sort of the way that um you perceive yourself to be or how you perceive your relationship with your parents to be Uh, whether or not you know they're supportive or anti-trans I know now that my parents love me no matter what, but still I would find reasons to sort of resent them and to find sort of excuses to uh, isolate myself further and further from them. Probably because this is what my friends were also doing and what a lot of the people I admired went through too, like issues with their parents, which is really sad looking back on it. I mean, I'm very, very skeptical of a movement that, directly or indirectly, this is a very charged, sort of, it's charged vocabulary, I don't intend it to be sort of criminalizing them, but I'm very skeptical of a movement that sort of isolates children from their parents and makes them um, question their parenting and almost encourages them to step away and to sort of have a found family rather than um, cooperating with and trying to understand your already family.
0: Yeah, and you can see she's very reasonable and considered in what she's saying, but um, she goes on and she says she realized that the ideology and the path she was going down was wrong.
1: I publicly identified as trans or non-binary for four years until I was, I think, 15 or 16, and after which I sort of made an Instagram post that said, um, "I'm not trans anymore," and then I think I deleted Instagram and I sort of isolated myself for a very long time because whether or not it was real, I sort of perceived the whole wide world to be against me. So I had sort of built myself into this little victim mindset where I thought that, you know, because of course people didn't fully understand the fact that I was non-binary. I mean. A lot of people did not because we were 12 and 13 and this was a new thing, but I took that very, very personally and I took that to mean um, that they were against me, when they probably weren't.
0: Yeah, uh, saying she's non-binary when she's 12 or 13, but she says she's not the only young person who has seen through the ideology. I
1: know a lot of people with stories similar to mine, both personally and online, but No one really talks about them, no one really talks about um, the rising amount of young women who at some point considered themselves trans, either medically transitioned or didn't and then came to regret it. The only real time I've had this discussed publicly or online was through a Joe Rogan podcast with Abigail Shreya, who has also written a fantastic book, but she basically says that to some extent, and this is no- nothing against, like, the transgender community, but to some extent, being transgender now is to what... is is to depress teenage girls what, say, anorexia was in the 90s or drugs were in the 70s. It's sort of what girls who have home problems, who have issues with their body, who have issues with their family, it's what they turn to as a solution for their identity. or well, not solution, but what they base their identity around
0: yeah very interesting, isn't it? She says how grateful she is that there was resistance, and there is resistance to just going down the gender affirming path.
1: every day I am so, so grateful that like my parents didn't have enough money for me to medically transition at twelve or thirteen or that I didn't run away from home and decide to have a double mastectomy or you know that it's even that it's difficult for young people in the u k to go through these treatments that you have to wait so long because if I had not had to wait so long on the NHS I (laughs) would have regretted it so much I mean my in the past couple of years my femininity has brought me so so much and I never would have been able to experience that had I not de-transitioned and taken the time to really consider my own identity
0: yep and just finally here's a reminder of why we need to keep speaking up to protect young people
1: i'm so grateful every single day that i did not make any medical choices that would have affected me my whole life now because i if i had had the choice when i was 12 or 13 i fully fully would have believed yes i want to be infertile my whole life just for this and now having children is like my number one goal in life it's my biggest goal it's 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 my dream now to have children and it breaks my heart that that could have been taken away from me if I had been encouraged just a little bit more by my parents or by, you know, the system or the NHS or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's a fascinating testimony, isn't it? And I'll put the link uh, in the descriptor so you can watch her full testimony. Meanwhile, in Waxville, otherwise known as California, let me make it quite clear that if I lived in California, I'd probably have the house on the market. There's a bill before their parliament, it's called AB 957, that would allow the state of California to remove children from parents who fail to affirm their child's stated gender ideology and potentially subject parents to child abuse charges for their failure. So, affirming your daughter as a girl would be deemed as child abuse. Uh, In fact, there was a California state senator, Scott Wilk, one of two Republicans on the California Senate Judiciary. Committee, who bluntly told parents who are concerned about the bill, "quote in, uh, quote, if you love your children, you need to flee California." End quote. Now, last week, Abigail Martinez testified at a California Judiciary Senate hearing about the bill, and she describes uh, how her 16-year-old daughter was removed from her custody by Child Protective Services due to the efforts of her school counselor and a group of LGBTQ activists Uh, and Martinez explains that her daughter was not truly transgender but instead struggled with serious mental health issues and rather than address those issues she was put on testosterone. Uh, So I want to show you her testimony. Uh, You'll see a woman just standing off to her left that you may recognize. Uh, That is Erin Friday and we featured her on a previous McBlog. She's A left-wing Democrat voting liberal who moved to California because she was that liberal, but then her daughter was caught up in the gender ideology uh, phase, and she had to rescue her daughter from it. Successfully, she did, and then set up a group for parents to help protect other children from the ideology. So you'll recognize her. But anyway, here is Martinez's uh, submission, oral submission that she made to the California My
2: name is Abigail Martinez. It has been three years and 164 days since I lost my daughter, Jalee. I miss her every single day. Let me tell you how she died. My daughter was murdered by a gender ideology. CPS took my daughter when she was 16 years old. It was helped by her public school counselor and LGBTQ. Group and another trans identified girl. My daughter was taken from her loving home because the state of California claimed I was abusive Uh, for not affirming her trans identity. I lost my daughter over a name and a pronoun. Even after after I prom I Promised to call her a male name, it wasn't enough. My daughter was not a boy trapped in a girl's body. She had mental health issues. Against my consent, my daughter was given testosterone instead of therapy. The LGBTQ group used her to to raise money for for them. Look at the poor reject trans boy, they said. Why are there so many transgender in foster care? Because this state take them from their families, tell them to run, then steal them. Parents are given one option to treat their distressed child, affirm, drug, and remove their healthy body part or else lose your child. The abuse claim against me was finally dropped, but it was too late. The damage was done. By then, my daughter was in a horrible mental and physical pain. My daughter knocked down in front of a train. She was murdered by gender ideology i beg you stop pushing gender ideology i don't want any parent to feel what i feel every day affirmation is not good for the health safety and welfare of any child
0: yeah she lost her daughter over a name and a pronoun very sad story isn't it but the more we hear these stories and as victims of gender ideology and the rapid onset gender dysphoria phenomenon speak up and expose it for the danger it truly is our society will quickly realize that our children have been part of a grand flawed and harmful experiment and that it's time to return to biological reality that time cannot come soon enough